welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so happy that you have come back to receive another word from our God. I thank you all for just being so consistent and listening to what God has to say about lust. Last week, we actually finished speaking about addiction to porn and masturbation. We ended that topic with the key to becoming free, which we all learned is repentance. I absolutely loved diving into the true meaning of repentance and how that repentance can change everything in the process of rising up again. If you are battling with those addictions and you haven't already checked that out, I highly recommend it because the words that were spoken were not my own, but were said with the help of prayer and his spirit. So all glory to God for bringing us beautiful, beautiful words. So today we're going to be speaking on sex. I am a virgin, so you may wonder how I could teach you about sex. I am actually someone who has found the significance in sex, which has given me this passion to save that moment for marriage. And I want people to see the value that I see in it too, because we are told so often to just save our virginity to not have sex, to just avoid it at all costs. But obviously this desire is in us. So being told to just run from it without developing the desire to actually stay away from it until the moment is right, well then we're just going to choose to fulfill our own satisfactions if we don't find a reason to not fulfill them. So we will be focusing on growing that appreciation for what God can do in marital sex. So we genuinely desire to wait. So before we get started, let's pray and get into the word. Father God, I thank you for giving us today. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for being the glorious God that you are. Father, I ask that as we speak on this topic today, that you just flow through me, Father, that you speak for me, and that you're able to reach the hearts and minds of those that are listening, Father God. Allow us all to develop a desire to pursue these things in your timing, God. We thank you for just being the God that you are, for being our father and our friend. And we ask that everything that is said be of you, be your words, be what you need us to hear, Father God. We're open-hearted and we thank you again for being here with us today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. We're going to jump right into the word. It's funny because this is the same chapter that we mentioned last week while we spoke on masturbation. 
but this time it was the few verses that followed the verse that we had focused on last week. So this time we're going to be focusing on 1 Corinthians 6 verses 15 through 17. And they say, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one with her body? For the scriptures say, the two are united into one, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one with him. My goodness, can we just talk about this chunk of scripture and what it has told us? It has revealed to us three points. One, we have Christ living in us, therefore we hold so much value. Two, if you're joining yourself outside of the covenant, you're causing destruction to yourself. And three, the same way Christ became one with the church, we become one with who we have sex with. So I wanna start with the point that we have Christ living in us. Recognizing the fact that your savior who is capable of being in flesh and in spirit lives in you will give you a sense of confidence. Not just confidence in who you are, but confidence in who you are called to be. Meaning your goals, desires, and standards. Everything that shapes your identity is surrounded in Christ. Knowing who he is gives you confidence in who you are. Now, how does this apply to sex? When you cherish the creation that you are, you won't desire to give your body to just anyone. In fact, being confident in who you are in Christ will give you strength to stick to your morals of saving sex for marriage. Now, this is the issue. It's the lack of confidence. Too many Christians are so insecure in who they are and their goals. And that is because unfortunately, we live in a very confused and insecure generation who doesn't know how to have standards that don't match one another's. It's devastating and disappointing to see because the lack of identity in Christ has led so many people to no longer be followers of Christ, but simply Christians. And like society, these Christians carry no real morals because having an opinion or goal that contradicts society will lead them to become someone who isn't loved and accepted by society. And for them, this is considered a loss. Being someone who isn't accepted by society shouldn't be considered a loss, but unfortunately it is for those who lack identity in Christ. This is why the standard of waiting until marriage is no longer a goal. 
because people have accepted society standards of love because they just want to feel loved, even if it's fake or for a few minutes. Let me tell you that once you feel the love of Christ daily, your standards will skyrocket because since he is providing that love that we need and giving us the confidence in who we are, sex with someone who hasn't loved you the way Christ has loved the church is not worth it. Now for me, I cherish who I am in Christ and who I've been called to be. I desire to do things in his timing and not on my own because I know that my timing will ruin his plans. So right now, he has put me to preach to you, which is my dream and I value this because I value Christ. And the fact that he lives in me and is willing to heal, love and guide others through me. Therefore, when I think of my virginity, I want to give myself to a man God has prepared for me. One who has Christ living in him too. A man who will value my body and love me with every piece of himself. So my standards are pretty high and I know that I will marry a man who meets that standard. So ladies and gentlemen, I need you to hold this same standard. It is not a joke when scriptures say that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. It really is, so value it. I understand that you may hold insecurities and brokenness, but you can find both confidence and healing in Christ. I refuse to let you guys think that one compliment from another person deserves your body in return. I refuse to sit here and allow you to question your own standards for someone who does not treasure you. The man or woman who will have the blessing of being intimate with you need to carry Christ in them and provide a ring for your finger. Did we figure out step one of cherishing your virginity? Knowing the value you hold in your identity in Christ. Knowing that God is a perfect God who's created you with purpose. So while you wait, pursue that call and trust that God will bring this beautiful moment to you in his timing. And when it is in his timing, it will be blessed. The fact that God will bless your marriage and your sex life is an amazing thing. It means that he knows sex is good. Now sex outside of his goodness and covenant is perverted, but sex in marriage is a blessing. Trust in that and trust in the value he has placed in you. This brings us right into point number two. If you are joining yourself to someone outside of the covenant, you are causing destruction to yourself. So in the verses that we read earlier, there was a part that said, should a man take his body, which is part of Christ and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one with her body. So this is explaining to us that every sexual encounter 
joins two people together, regardless of them being married or not. The prostitute metaphor is supposed to represent the impurity in having sex with someone who does not carry Christ. Now, before I go further, I want to clarify that I understand there are many people who claim the name of Christianity, but are going around and having sex. With this fact in mind, you may think that it's okay to have sex outside of marriage with someone who does carry Christ. And I would tell you that that statement cannot go hand in hand. You cannot say that Christ is actively in you or at the center of your fornication. I will give you an example. Do you guys know those people who have murdered their kids and claim that God told them to do it? Well, when we hear these stories, we're obviously like, well, that's crazy because that doesn't even make sense. Even though their intention was apparently for God, that does not mean that Christ was within it. This means that you cannot say sex outside of marriage, even if done with a fellow Christian, even if done with someone you're engaged to, even if done with someone that you're dating and you plan on spending the rest of your life with is pure because it's selfish and patient and perverted because if you cannot wait then you are eager to receive a beautiful moment with your spouse you're eager to give and receive fleshly satisfaction so going back to what we were saying this prostitute represents being tied to the impurities of another being. We know that prostitutes have sex with multiple people and sometimes they receive STDs. This is why people who end up having sex with prostitutes wear protection because they could pass things onto you that they carry. Now look at this from a metaphorical point of view. God is saying, any type of sex outside of my covenant is not just impure, but it's dangerous for your spirit because whatever that man or woman carries will be transmitted to you because I designed it that way and I will tie you both together. That is why you gain soul ties from having sex with people you are not married to. Because you're no longer just having sex, you're inheriting their brokenness. And this is something that should create a desire in you to leave sex for your spouse. Because with them, it will be pure and Christ-centered. Therefore, it will be blessed. Fornication is not blessed or pure, which knowing the value I carry, it's not worth my time. This now brings us to our third point. The same way Christ became one with the church, we become one with who we have sex with. Meaning we are physically, emotionally, and spiritually joining with them. Allow me to explain. When we go back to anatomy, we know that when a woman is penetrated by a man, she sheds blood. This is the literal covenant that forms. I used to think that it was just what society had taught me, 
I was always told, oh, your first time is going to hurt. You're going to bleed during your first time, but it's okay. Because that's just them. I believe it's called popping a cherry. Yeah, it's very much belittled. But when you look at the fact that what God says in his word, when he says he's joining you and your husband together in sex, when you now look at the fact that you literally bleed just as Christ bled for the church, you bleed for your husband, how can we not look at these two things and see, wow, God allowed this to be our representation of the covenant that forms. It's crazy to think about. Guys, the way that Christ shed his blood for us, and remember, we are known as the bride. We as the church are known as God's people. Therefore, we are Christ's bride. So he shed his blood for us. So when a woman sheds blood for her husband, it is literally them joining together physically, spiritually, and emotionally. What is mine is now yours, and what is yours is now mine. That is what God is saying when he says, I put sex to be what joins a husband and a wife together. And you may question how I could compare Christ shedding blood for us to the blood that is shed in sex. Well, that is how special sex really is. Society has perverted it and belittled it so much, but this is the beauty in sex. Sex needs to stop being viewed as something that just brings satisfaction to us and viewed as a gift in marriage. Now, this is a mentality change. So just as I said in my last podcast, I cannot force a change in your mentality. If porn has messed with your idea of sex and you don't want that to change, then go ahead. If you find excitement in having sex outside of marriage, I can't stop you. All I will say is that I know the blessing my future sex life will receive because of my devotion towards my purity. I know that sex in marriage will be beautiful and unlike fornication, will be blessed by my Father in heaven. Personally, I am in no rush to force a moment that will add zero value to who I am. So I pray you all find value in who you are and who you are called to be. I know God has a purpose for each of your lives. So while you wait for this special moment with your spouse to come, seek more of Christ. Get to know who he is in order to discover who you are and be patient. This all goes back to trusting God because when you trust him, you'll trust his timing, you'll trust his plans for you. So having sex, won't be something that you want to rush because knowing that God has that person for you, that he wants to form a covenant within your marriage with that special someone 
and allow you guys to be fruitful and multiply and enjoy your sex life in marriage that's just incredible i wouldn't want to ruin that by having meaningless sex and i need to say it's disappointing i've seen so so many young people have dumb meaningless sex and their whole lives just go downhill from there and this is because it's not of god and that when we have sex that is not from god which means anything that is outside of marriage it ruins us i've watched so many lives just completely fall apart and fall away from god because they chose to have sex before their time. And that is because there are too many youth who do not value sex, who do not see it as a big deal. It's literally like asking yourself if you want to eat out of a dumpster or eat at a five-star restaurant. Why the heck would you choose a dumpster if the five-star restaurant is coming soon like i don't get it i really i just don't it's it's horrifying that people think that five minutes in a car having uncomfortable and meaningless sex where all your mind is at is how you can satisfy yourself instead of being in a beautiful bed the night of your wedding and being comfortable, feeling loved, and taking your time because you realize that when you have sex before marriage, and I'm more speaking for my teens who sneak around and try and have sex everywhere, do you realize you have to rush the moment? You can't even enjoy it because you're too worried about getting caught? How is that more special than having sex in a beautiful bed with your husband like that's i just i don't understand it but you know what then i do because i think back to how i used to think in seventh grade eighth grade where i literally thought that i was probably going to lose my virginity in high school and that's because i did not care about sex i just cared about feeling loved but you know what? Then Christ loved me. And I realized, the heck? This is the type of love that I now expect from my future husband. So I pray that you guys find yourselves. That you feel secure in who you are and who you are called to be. That you just wait on God. That you depend so much on Him that these desires that you feel to have sex now or even to do things that aren't exactly sex and you know what I mean because there are some people out here who are performing oral sex or touchy-feely on each other and they don't think it's sex but sweetie that is still sex so all of it just run from it please find yourselves it's so much better to use this time in our lives to seek who we are and who we're called to be i do want to give a side note to those young adults who are dating and may face temptation to have sex 
first before anything know who you are in christ before you decide to date secondly as first corinthians 6 18 says run from sexual sin do not test temptation or try to push through just run be smart and place god before the person you're dating because that right there is what causes so many people to fall because there are actually people out there who don't want to pursue any sort of sex but because the person they are dating desires that from them they're willing to belittle their standard for the person that they're dating but you know what when you place god before the person that you're dating the standard that god gives you for the man that he has for you will surpass the desires that the person you are dating feels and you won't feel so obligated to give in to what some dude or some girl asks of you so maintain consistency in keeping god in your relationship Meaning that your relationship should be surrounded on God. Meaning y'all should be equally yoked. You need to find someone who has Christ in them. And then keep God in the center of that relationship. And expect attacks. What makes so many young people fall is the fact that they think that just because they feel confident that, oh, our relationship is going great. We haven't faced temptation. Don't get too confident too quickly because the enemy attacks real fast and real sneaky. Therefore, be prepared to run and fight for your relationship. Lastly, be practical. I won't sit here and give you spiritual tips without providing the practical ones because spiritual and practical are best friends. So here are my practical tips. This is not a step-by-step -step because everyone has different boundaries, different limits, but here are my tips on how to be practical while dating. One, hang out in public places. Two, do not set up too much alone time. Three, Prioritize the time you spend together and the time you spend on yourself or with God. So instead of being attached to one another, spend time together and bond, but leave dedicated time in your life for hobbies, intimacy with God, family and friends, and simply getting to know yourself too, because you're growing together, but you're also growing apart. And four, speak openly to one another about each of your limits. This is a huge one because maybe you don't feel tempted cuddling on a couch with your significant other, but what if your significant other feels tempted to start touching on you and then you guys both end up falling into temptation? So speak to one another and be open about your Christ-centered boundaries. And I know these tips completely contradict what society considers as dating, because for them, dating is going out, being alone together at all times, and always 
doing something sexual. But you know what? This is exactly why we are a light. Because the way we live should be completely different than what society says. So, remember that society's morals are insecure and broken. But we as warriors of Christ are called to be strong and are called to be bright lights. So at the end of the day, be smart, be focused on the right things and seek Christ. Sex is beautiful, guys, but in God's timing. So I pray you all find confidence in this covenant and that you desire to wait. All right, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for speaking to us today. I thank you for hearing us when we asked you to come and speak to us. I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness and for saying the things that you needed to say. Father, I ask that you reach the hearts of those that listened and that you help them transform their minds and their hearts to be focused more on you rather than their own desires and their own thoughts, Father God. We all want to be followers of you. We no longer want this to be a title, but we want to treasure the things that you treasure. And we want our hearts to break for what breaks yours, God. So we ask that we continue to find beauty in purity and that we are able to appreciate the covenant that you have set for our future in marriage, Father God. I thank you again for being the God that you are. You are glorious, you are marvelous, and you are perfect, God. We love you deeply and we ask that you be what softens our hearts, that you be what brings transformation into our lives, God. We want to do everything for your glory, for your honor, and for your praise. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, I cannot begin to express how happy I am to be able to have spoken about this topic today. It's honestly a beautiful thing to speak about sex, even now as someone who has not had it. Simply because I know that there are so many lives out there who want to understand it and they want to find meaning in it. They just don't know how. And for that, I am right here. So I really do pray that you guys were touched by the things that were said. And if you guys ever have any questions or any more suggestions, I ask that you go to my Instagram and you DM me the things that you feel or the help that you need or whatever it is, guys, because I am not here to criticize. I am not here to judge you. Although I know I spoke today with such authority, but it's honestly because this is just a topic I have so much passion for. But I do not belittle you if you are someone who has fallen into any of this. Because you know what? There is a God who can cleanse you. There is a God who can guide you. And there is a God who has placed brothers and sisters in your life. Who 
can provide a comfort and love that he shines right through us. So I thank you all for listening and I cannot wait to start a new topic next week. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you again next Friday.